How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. You are definitely, most definitely, tuned in Tech Vibe Radio tonight because it's Friday at 7 o'clock and the show is continuing, Audrey. This is part two, part two of our Tech Vibe neighborhood tour. All neighborhood and the neighborhood yes. is Cranberry. Cranberry. Yes. Is this Butler County? I believe it is. This Just office is in Butler. This or Butler other is, one is in Allegheny. Right. Just on the border. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, we love taking the show on the road. It, it gets us. We're walking through your offices. We see everybody. The big screens are up. You have quite the setup going on yeah, here. There's and a lot going on here. Seeing it. Yep. There is. So we're talking to All Lines IT Director David Dave Siegel. Correct. David? Dave. 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 Yeah. Like Dave. Dave. Come on. <laughs> so let, let's, just talk, let's just start. Let's just blow it open. Yeah. Quick overview. What is All Lines? Of All Lines. Our what are your top services? To so All Lines is a local woman-owned IT solution provider. We have two offices in the Cranberry area, this office that we're in right now, and then one around the corner where we have a demo data center and a warehouse and staging area. Um, just about 200 employees based out of Pittsburgh focused on IT solutions. Um, about 20 sales reps, inside and outside reps, and then 55 engineers that are out of this building focused on IT solutions, um, some pre-sales architects, and then analysts that are with our MSP group. The remaining employees are our recruiters and our staff engineers that are full-time at our customers. That's so cool. So what do you do all day? Yeah. I'm very busy all day. Are you? <laughs> just, just making sure um, everybody else is staying busy. Um, work really closely with the sales teams, with our pre-sales engineers, um, making sure that we're out working with our customers and that we're getting all the opportunities quoted properly and out the door. So you get to have a lot of fun. Yes. And how long have you been with the company for? I've been with All Lines for about six years. Mm-hmm. I started on specifically on our SharePoint team. I was a project manager for the SharePoint team and then was the practice manager for that division and am now responsible for all of our IT services business units. So what kind of trends have you seen over the last few years? It's been been very interesting for me making the transition from completely software-based, Microsoft-based only, to now looking at enterprise infrastructure. So Mm -hmm. the changes that we've seen there, everything with hyper-converged, with the success we've had with the Veeam product, with the backup and recovery technology with Veeam and how easily our customers can restore when they start using that solution. Obviously, the cloud over the past six years right. has made a, a dramatic push that from the Microsoft side with Office 365 and hyperconverged is the is very new. So talk new about that side. a little bit. People might not know what that means. So. Traditionally, enterprise infrastructure was you had your three stacks, you had your servers, networking, right. and storage. Uh, hyperconverged solution provides a more software-defined infrastructure. Okay, brings everything down into or can start with just a two U box, where you get your compute, your RAM, your storage, and you no longer need to have a dependency on storage area networks. Everything's included in that one unit. And tonight we're going to be nerding out on that with Alan Bordius from, from All Lines. He's yes. going to really give us more detail yes. on the hyperconvergence. He's I'm excited our, about because this is kind of new to me. I just, I was not yeah. quite aware. And to know that you guys, this is something that's your bread and butter. So this yeah, hyperconvergence, are you seeing a trend for all 
companies, all size companies, getting interested in this, or what's the? It's it's on everybody's spot. radar. It depends, and you'll likely hear more of the same from from Alan when he comes on. But you really need to look if a, if a company is looking at doing a data center refresh where they have to refresh compute and storage at the right. same time. It makes a lot of sense. We're okay. also seeing that if there's any if there's any startups, if there's any companies that are that have the luxury of just starting new right now, right. Um, it enables us to get that solution in front of them because um, ah, okay. there are some advantages to it. It's it's a lot. It's a lot less maintenance. It's a lot easier to maintain. You don't need to, to carry those resources that know just the storage area network because it's all included with the package. Very cool. Switching gears a little bit. As I was mentioning before, we were walking through looking at all the big screens you have up. There's people moving around your, your space here, big, tall ceilings. Like this little, it's kind of like a warehouse space turned into a little bit yep. of office behind it. Like, I mean, I'm seeing some very engaged, smart people working here. What's it like working here? And, and why? I mean, what makes it special so you mean to be culture. part of a company? The culture here. Yeah, exactly. Well, we we uh, we try to drive that. We try to make this a place where everybody wants to come to work. Um, like you said, open and airy atmosphere, lots of light coming in. Um, the managed services group that we have, the, we have the twenty four seven help desk and the network operations center. Those are the the guys that you see on the team over there watching those big screens. Yeah, I um, But everybody is in this one office now from the IT solutions providers. So we have um, we have our solution architects, our engineers. Our salespeople, the management, everybody's here working together on a daily basis. So what do you do for fun? Myself, personally? Yeah. <laughs> um, when you're not nerding out here at all. Uh, I'm not what nerding you, out. What I'm, are you doing at home? I'd, uh, um, well, I have, a, I have a young son at home, so that's taken up a lot of my time. 100%. Isn't that amazing? Um, yeah. Isn't it amazing? It's like, how did, how did one little person take up that much time? Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that I used to do, I don't really do anymore. Used Aww. to be a big concert concert goer and oh, where are you live goer, music? Spend a lot of oh, time you're gonna make them cry now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about the good old days. The good old days. No, it's like, great. Yeah. And so, what about the culture here in terms of what do you think is so distinct? Well, it's it's just trying to make it a place where people where people want to come to work, and it's more of a family atmosphere. We have that driven from from our ownership down. Um, I mean, it's it's family first. We uh, we're very passionate about the IT solutions, but um, we also want to treat our people right. Um, make sure that they want to come back and work here. Um, we've seen that with a couple of our senior level engineers that that they used come to back. be here, and now they've come back to yeah, the fold, um, which back, is always right. good to see when you have good people that want mm -hmm. to. That's want definitely to come back saying something. Because the mm -hmm. these are folks that can work any place they kind yep. of want to. To, to check that out and come back is really cool. So we have a couple of minutes. Like, what are your thoughts on on, on how things are moving? We, last show we were asking some folks to think six months out. Like, can't do that. Things yeah, are moving way too fast yeah. here. So we're, so we're like, let's say, okay, how about six weeks out? So what is keeping you up at night? What are you seeing out there that, that that's changing quickly that we should be thinking about? Um, it's it's going to be around hybrid cloud, and it's yeah. it's really easy to say to talk to talk to somebody or anybody and say that you just mm -hmm. need to look at the cloud technologies that are out there and, and do what makes sense. Like what makes sense to go to the public cloud? What does it make sense for you to keep on-prem? What makes sense to switch to a okay. software as a service application? And there are some things that seem to be some no-brainers, like looking at Office 365, if you right. can move your mail out, you no longer need to maintain um, or, um, your mail, you can move right. SharePoint out, Skype right. for business. Um, but there's other line of business applications where security concerns or performance concerns, you need to keep those inside of your data center. So we're really striving to that, to work with our customers to develop the right hybrid right. cloud strategy. And that's what makes it's not the same for me. Well, I like yeah. that you're thinking about it and I'm not. Exactly. Right. 
Right. Because we don't have to think about it. We want right. someone else to think about it. And that's where I think All right. Lines really, is, really shines is that you work with the customer to really figure out what the right. needs are to provide that solution so they don't have to think about it. Right. They just know the email is going to work. So yeah. do you do exactly. a lot of managed services in terms of? We do. We, mm-hmm. do, we do managed services for our customers. Um, we have customers of all sizes. So customers that um, where we really act as their IT arm. Um, so we are their IT team. We have others that want us to just take on the monitoring, the first level support that allows to free up their full-time IT professionals to focus on projects when we're focusing on the day-to-day. Very cool stuff. I tell you what, I cannot wait to get the show on the road. We have some great guests. We're going to be coming back to talk more about the hyper-converged infrastructure and infrastructure as a service with Alan Bordius from All Lines here, which we're very excited about. We also have our friends from uh, Lucas Systems stopping by. They're just right down the road here uh, up north. And then we have a special, actually, feature we're adding in, Audrey, about, uh, I was at the Pit Blast Furnace demo day a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Nice mashup. Yeah, we we had a little little extra space in the show, so we're going to play a little little bit of some of these new companies that are popping up in Pittsburgh as part of our show here today. So we're just so pumped to have All Lines hosting us here today. Yeah, I'm glad I could be a part of it. Yeah, you guys are such great partners with us. Us being able to take the show on the road is just so important. We want all Pittsburgh to know, really, the whole eastern half of the United States that our signal reaches to know, there's great companies like yours out here doing awesome stuff. Great. Thank well, you. Thank you. Yeah, so, thank all, you. so basically alllinestech.com. Alllinestech.com. Just that simple. We're taking a quick break, and we are coming back with more TNT here from All Lines. This is Jonathan Kirsty. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about the Tech Council by going to pghtech.org. Even better yet, follow us on Twitter at pgh. Welcome back, everybody. So glad you are listening to Tech Vibe Radio tonight. We are bringing you the best Pittsburgh has to offer right here at All Lines Technology in the North Hills, bringing you the Tech Vibe neighborhood tour. Audrey, we love going to the neighborhoods. I know. We got our visa out and everything. We're so excited to be here. (laughs) Our our papers were stamped. We're allowed to move freely throughout (laughs) the North Hills now. We love it. (laughs) Absolutely. It's great. So glad that you're here. So let's let's start and talk about Lucas Systems. One of the gems of the North Hills. I mean, one of the coolest tech companies. So let's let's just make some introductions. Okay. Hi, I'm Marjorie Lorish. Uh, I work in sales operations at Lucas. I've been there for about five years. Excellent. I'm Dan Sweeney, Vice President of Engineering. I've been there just over two years. Good, good, good. stuff. Yeah. So talk about the company real yeah. quick. Sure. So Lucas has been around uh, since 1998, um, and we provide software solutions um, that help increase productivity uh, for workers in a warehouse. So those software solutions are everything from a server-based side to the mobile applications that use things like speech recognition and RFID and scanning, things like that. Um, and so the best way to think about it um, for the average person is yeah. uh, when you go to the store or you order something online, that product came to you uh, from a distribution center. And so someone in that distribution center or many hundreds of someone in the right. distribution center are kind of walking around maybe a million square foot D.C. Um, trying to get the exact thing you ordered or the thing the store needs. Um, so the container store just opened up a new retail location here in the North Hills. Um, and the products in the container store, uh, all of them were shipped out of a DC in Dallas, Texas that's using Lucas' software. So um, I love yeah. it. So that's, it's happening like right here, your technology in play. Exactly. So Fantastic that's great. Stuff. And, and, and this type of technology requires some serious technical horsepower. Very Talk serious. to us about that because you're, you're the engineer here. That's so. right. <laughs> Tell us about Let's it. Let me pick yeah. up on um, what Marjorie was talking yeah. about. Um, all that ma- the material sitting in the warehouse and the morning starts and there's a thousand orders that came in overnight. So they'll download it to us and in that thousand orders there's 5,000 different things. Okay, what do we have to figure out? 
we have to figure out what's the smartest way to go get the first hundred so that they're all close to each other, and then the next hundred and the next hundred. What's the smartest way to bring them all together? Oh, wait, now it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Those trucks are leaving. Now we have to elevate the priorities and rebalance everything. And we're just paying attention. The system is paying attention to all that all day long. That's why I'm always perplexed and amazed <laughs> and glad there's companies <laughs> like yours providing those solutions. Yeah. So moving forward, you guys are growing. Yes. I mean, you're really growing. Yeah, we doubled. Um, when I started two years ago, we've doubled the number of software uh, engineers since then. We would, not much of an exaggeration to say we double again right now if we can. You need businesses you out so there. What are, you looking wow. for? what are you looking for in terms of skill sets? Sure, the raw skill sets, the current platforms in C Sharp, mm -hmm. uh, SQL Server, the next generation of what we're doing is in um, NoSQL, and uh, we're involved in Angular 2 and a Java stack on the back end. Um, that's just the raw technical mm -hmm. skills. We need problem solvers. We go in when we meet mm -hmm. a new customer. We've always got to master the nuance, what really matters to them. Right. And so to, to just be balancing everything. And, and mm -hmm. So what kinds of positions do you have open right now? Uh, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. You know, yeah. we, we, we just mean, hired a guy who just graduated from Geneva last week. Perfect fit right out Perfect. of the gate. Okay. Okay. We'll, that's a good we'll hire example. people. You know, remember the Steelers, best available athlete. That's, That's exactly. who we hire. Right. When we meet someone who they do, we can talk to them. They right. understand how to explain what they've done. That's mm -hmm. a big thing for me in an interview. Mm -hmm. I'm giving away secrets now. Yeah, but if you can how to get a job that whatever you've done, if you're just coming out of college, if you've been doing this for 20 years, tell me about what really meant something really, you really cared about right. and take me through it. Take okay. me top to bottom. And people who can do that generally fit in pretty well with us. Ah, that's great. So we're talking to uh, Lucas Systems here, and they're in hiring mode. People want to go, where can they go and learn about the job so they can you know, see what's available? Sure, yeah, it's uh, lucasware.com. That's L-U-C-A-S-W-A-R-E.com slash careers. Perfect. Yep. Excellent, excellent. So, so, let's so get, what's yeah, it like yeah. to work there? Talk about your, your environment. Sure. Um, we divide ourselves up into small teams. Um, each team has a tech lead. We run an agile process. Um, so, if you, anybody listening to this who has worked in an agile process, it looks very familiar to you. Mm -hmm. the daily scrums. Um, we go once we get up and running in the project, a two week demo cycle. We have uh, several people who have been there with the company in the field for decades or mm -hmm. are subject matter experts. And when we demo, they're there and they're inevitably squeezing out. This, this stuff matters. If you can picture right. someone who has our um, headset on and they're listening to Jennifer saying, pick five and go here, right. every syllable can matter, squeezing that out. What's That's the crazy. optimum yeah. um, message there? And so, um, so your folks get to have, just, I mean, an insane amount of fun because they're really, I mean, just they're there like really making a difference and tweaking and tweaking and making things better and always improving. You got the payoff. The payoff is when you're on site at the end of the project. Okay. And you have mastered all this crazy complexity, and then you watch someone put on the headset, and 30 minutes later, they're doing their work. And it works. And it works. And it's making their job easier, mm -hmm. more productive, That's more it. efficient. That's it. It's How like, rewarding is that? And then you're on to another assignment, because they, they keep coming. And so yep. you're solving things very specific to your to your. To it's your a sweet right? spot. Yeah, absolutely. That's Sorry to cut you spot. off. Yeah. That every, um, in every new customer, something familiar, right? It's a big building with a lot of stuff in it, okay? But every new one is something subtly different. Um, 
tell a little story or right, tell yeah, a story? Yeah. yeah. Um, Lucas, for a long time, has been serving people who um, do food service. And so um, all these, if you walk in, you're going to see some things. All the chickens, boxes of chickens are going to be on the bottom shelf. And there's going to be a huge freezer space that's whatever, minus 20 degrees for the ice cream. So there's a lot of similarities. So it's okay. We know how to do this. Mm -hmm. We start working with a, a somewhat specialty foods um, company up in Boston. And that which had been simple, you have all this material. I talked about how you have to bring it all together. Yeah. When you have a mile of floor space for the trucks, you can just put it there, and when you get to it, you get the... Here changes the equation. They had a, a loading dock that was about as big as this room. For those listening, this is not a big room. No. So now you <laughs> have this little... close to me, man. Get away. <laughs> you had this ballet that had to go on synchronizing everything. You couldn't just bring it there and let it sit there because there's a guy right behind you. And so we had to go and master that. That's And the next yeah. one will be something different again. So when you're working there, there's always something new to solve. That's been my experience. And speaking to your culture, I was on your website, and you have some really great videos on there. And you get to know some of the people that are currently working there, and I think you can really learn a lot about what's going on by watching some of these videos. And what you're saying is ringing true. It's, <laughs> this, it's this culture where people are charged up, yeah. and they're, 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 they're solving tough problems. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's cool. And so, so do when I. you're working on these teams, are you able to move around into different assignments? So if you're working on, you finish a project, you're working on, on a team, when that's finished, do you get a chance to work on another team? We've been trying to stick together on the teams to get a, uh, a velocity, if you will. A, right. just, expertise. Just, well, expertise, certainly, mm -hmm. but also just that team cohesion. Um, we're not rigid to it. Mm -hmm. But when teams are working well together and like working right. well together, then we'll say, bring it on. What's okay. next? To your point, absolutely. Sometimes there's, she just knows something right. that really we need over here, then we'll shift the teams around. Mm -hmm. But our bias is to that team cohesiveness. So that's interesting. So right now people can go out to your website and they can see the jobs, right, that are available. Yes. And uh, this is an exciting company working on, I mean, when you think about Amazon now and Whole Foods, to me, <laughs> I thought I was going to call Rick you know, the founder of the company and say, whoa, there's a big opportunity coming down the, down the line, right? You're going to need 50 more engineers. Definitely. It's, it's a growth think, industry yeah, right it's now. It's a growth industry, yeah. right. Yeah. And um, people want stuff and they want it delivered. And, you know, it's, it's a problem space. Again, thinking as a tech guy and engineering right. guy, it's a problem space that's interesting to Amazon. Yeah. They're trying to figure out right. different elements exactly. of this, too. So it's really great. And you're providing a key piece of infrastructure to make those, those, those warehouses. So solid. the website is... Lucas www.lucasware.com slash careers slash careers excellent yeah. well, I couldn't let you forget that well, part thank, thank you very much thank want. you both for being oh, here oh no it's my yeah, pleasure yeah. Yeah. Great, great stuff doing man. great work absolutely I encourage everyone to check it out if you're an engineer learn more about this company they are one of Pittsburgh's jewels without a doubt great great stuff keep your doubt tuned right here at Tech 5 Radio we have more coming your way from All Lines Technologies here in Cranberry, having a good old time, just loving it. We love taking this show on the road. It's what we do. This is Jonathan Kirstick. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Then mosey on over to Twitter and go to at uh, pghtech. Thanks so much for keeping your dial tuned right here to Tech Vibe Radio this Friday night. Such a pleasure to be hanging out with our Tech Vibe neighborhood tour here at All Lines Technology in Cranberry. We love taking the show on the road. It's way too much fun. Well, we're meeting some really interesting people. Totally cool people. Yeah, this has me? gotten me out of my comfort zone. I know. I just want you to know that. Because we're talking about hyper-converged 
technologies, man. I like it. I just like <laughs> saying hyperconverged. I don't know. That's no, why no we have Alan here. talking about yeah. that. We'll take exactly. care of it. But we're going to yeah. find out because we have the experts here. Absolutely. So, Alan, with all lines, uh, what do you do here, man? Uh, my name is Alan Vorteus. I'm a senior infrastructure engineer here with All Lines Technology. Uh, been with the company for about eight months now. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, Everyone else has like been here five years. So it's great. So you're just you're it, new to the company. It's but, interesting because yeah. it, it is actually somewhat of a, of a homecoming. Uh, okay. I know at least one of the other one of my colleagues uh, who has been part of this, Justin Pippi. He and I worked uh, years ago at a company called Zytec. I remember um, Zytec, in, right. In Carnegie, Pennsylvania. And this isn't my first media rodeo either. Okay. Um, not to waste too much time, but uh, no. if you know Rick Seaback, who makes mm-hmm. all of his of Pittsburgh movies and Man. everything, well, in Pittsburgh A to Z, mm-hmm. the X in A to Z was Zytec. And they filmed me teaching a training class there, so I'm in. Wow! So we wow. need your autograph. Yeah, we need we need autographs no, after. <laughs> <laughs> we think it's pretty cool. So, so let's jump into your world, mm-hmm. okay? And your position here is what? Uh, well, like I said, it's a senior infrastructure engineer. I do uh, both pre-sales uh, engineering and implementation work. Um, a lot of it recently has been centered around some of our own offerings, which we'll get into, which is infrastructure as a service mm-hmm. and, and uh, some of the other things. But uh, hyperconverged infrastructure, really I do all sort of everything data center, server storage, okay. virtualization. Okay, right. um, as a more recent hire, I came to the table with a little more exposure into the hyperconverged mm-hmm. world, so it's sort of been a natural fit into so that. So talk about force. that, frame that for well, our listeners. Well, uh, hyperconverged infrastructure is it, it's the unification of uh, your typical server, shared storage, and somewhat of networking components into an appliance-based model that will scale linearly. That actually really interests nobody in terms of an explanation. Um, the easiest way to explain hyperconverged infrastructure is let me roll back the clock for you guys a little bit and think back to about 15 years or 15 so ago. 15 years ago, all right. Which is ancient history in terms of technology. Right. Um, but think back to 2002 when you were going to go on vacation and what did you pack to take with you? Well, you had a cell phone, most mm-hmm. likely. You had uh, either a film camera or a very early digital camera. Yeah, and it was like 500 uh, bucks fil- for two megapixels. I had a film right? camera. Yeah. And you probably had a portable CD player, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. With my Walkman, um, yes. And probably a whole bunch of uh, paperback books and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward today, and if you want to know what hyperconverged infrastructure is, reach into your pocket and pull, out your, pull out your smartphone. Um, because this is a camera, it is a media player, it can be an e-reader, it's a telephone, it does pretty much all of those tasks pretty well. And that's really what hyperconverged infrastructure does. Um, Is it the perfect thing for every single use case? Mm -hmm. No. Is it great for a lot of use cases? Absolutely. It can really save money, not necessarily in terms of acquisition, but in terms of saving over time, maintenance, administrative overhead. Um, if you're recording a uh, media show and everything, you probably don't want to do it all on your iPhone. Right? But you almost uh, can. Right. You almost it's, can. It's close. There, there have been feature-length films right. shot with iPhone right. cameras. Isn't that, it's, right. it's amazing. Um, but if you're going to do a lot of video editing, you want something that's designed mm-hmm. to do that. If you're a professional photographer, you're still right. going to want an SLR with all of the lenses and everything else. 
Um, as much as we would all love to run our entire tech lives just on our mobile devices, um, there are still cases where you're pulling out the laptop. Right. So but not for long, though. Not for long. Yeah, that's I, um, never say never, okay. definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the things that, that uh, hyperconverge can't do, um, I'll say for the foreseeable future, which I'll say for three or five years, depending on how technology goes. So I can say three or five months. So it's not quite time? that fast. I, I gotcha. So what's the what is the the juncture of time for a company that might migrate to this? Well, I mean, it's the, there's a couple of sort of tailor made use cases for it. Um, hyperconverged infrastructure uh, arose out of virtual desktops. Um, that was the first real play that it it came into in sort of an enterprise space. Um, the, the opportunity is new applications or a test and dev environment or a company that needs to segment uh, server and virtualization resources off into a DMZ, for example, so they don't want to have to provision separate storage. Um, and then it's if the refresh cycle hits, so they need new compute and new storage at the same time because you're oh, doing okay. with the appliance model and it's software-defined storage um, the various different manufacturers have different approaches to how they do the software, defined storage, various vendors, um, but you're replacing uh, your compute and your storage okay. at the same time. Okay. Um, so that's a natural. Right, and it's designed to, at least on a hardware level, reduce acquisition costs because it's all based on Intel, you know, uh, Intel processor commodity mm-hmm. hardware. Um, you can run it on, you know, super micro white boxes, for example. Uh, the uh, the discs are u- that are used are the cheapest possible ones as well, um, and it's designed to remove a lot of that overhead, give centralized administration, uh, reduce the amount of of touch points mm-hmm. required for an infrastructure. It's also really proven technology, uh, which a lot of folks may not realize, but if uh, you're an Office 365 customer, which is really almost everybody these days. all of us, right? um, Office 365 runs inside Microsoft Azure, and Microsoft Azure is a hyper-converged infrastructure. Um, Same goes for Amazon Web Services. Same goes for uh, Google Cloud Services, all of them. Um, if you go into one of their data centers, you do not see blade servers and storage arrays. Right. You see rack after rack after rack of identical, no-name, white-box servers, okay. and everything is done in software. Isn't that amazing? Would you have thought that? Yeah. Um, it, we've, it's been building towards that. There's, there's been plenty of grid architecture type mm-hmm. products that have been coming out, uh, mainly in storage. Mm-hmm. Also, you have grid compute sort of you know, supercomputer right. in a rack, which has been really about 10 years, I guess, was the first mm-hmm. time I was told to go and sell that. Um, <laughs> I was told to go and sell that. Uh, well, you have to love your manufacturers who always have. Right. I love uh, the analogy I use a lot. Um, they have a hammer and then everything looks like a nail. <laughs> but um, it, 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 that's sort of being able to distribute workload across inexpensive Hardware um, just gets you better investment protection, better bang for your buck. Um, getting to the point where you have to upgrade something or replace something with new hardware becomes a whole lot less uh, impactful because you're replacing one appliance or two nodes in an appliance. You're not doing the fork as the right. quote unquote forklift upgrade right. of new storage array and, and everything. So, yeah. 
So what should, we, what should we be thinking about for the future here? I mean, obviously, I mean, things are moving quick. Not as yeah. quick as I think they well, should be moving, but, so, uh, but what's, the, what, what are you thinking about? The, with the fit with hyperconverged infrastructure, and also touched a little bit of all lines has yeah. an infrastructure as a service offering, which is base infrastructure as a service is what your Amazon Web Services and your Microsoft right, Azure do. Right. And we're, we have ours, which our own is based on a hyperconverged infrastructure, um, we picked that platform to, to be able to build it and scale it and linearly scale it because when you're adding compute resources, you're also adding storage, and you can just add storage if you just need capacity. It's very scalable and very resilient. Um, really, companies and, and organizations, I won't just say companies because plus nonprofits and everything too, um, are really, tr- tr- everybody's trying to figure out what do we do with this whole concept of cloud computing? Right. What right. do we put yeah, in public sure. cloud? Right. What right. do we right. keep right. on-premise? Right. And really the, the goal is, and I, I think IT folks are starting to realize this, is end users and application stakeholders, which is more of the business side than the technology side, right. they do not care what their applications are running on. No. As long they as just working. care that it as works, long as it works. Turns it's on resilient, it. exactly. and it's, it's fast, secure. And, it's and people can get the information, you know, get information when they want it, when they need it, as fast as possible without any interruptions or downtime. Um, and it's really focusing more on the end user experience with what can you do on your mobile device and Makes everything, sense. Makes sense. which is more important. Um, getting to that getting away from the hardware and software holy wars and have that, (laughs) being able to move workloads around and have that linear scale, being able to, if you need to surge out to a public cloud provider, but then bring your workloads back. Um, Private clouds are great for predictable workloads. Everything you know is going to happen 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The public cloud stuff, because of the cost models of it and everything, is much better for surge loads, where end of quarter, oh my gosh, we've got... We've got, you know, right, we're, doing, we're doing better business than we thought we were going to, so we need more processing ca- capability. So we're going to stand up some VMs out in the cloud and then turn them off when we don't need them anymore sure. and stop paying. And at the end of the day, All Lines is there. Too. You can analyze the needs and, and recommend the best uh, solution. We have a, what we, it comes down to, we have so. a package service offering, which is going to be announced very soon on doing uh, both cloud and HCI, okay. converged assessments for customers. Perfect. Oh, um, that's good. And uh, figuring out those needs, figuring out where our own infrastructure as a service piece. Absolutely. Uh, we also work with Microsoft to do Azure and that sort of stuff. We're a big partner doing Office 365. Um, the one thing I can say for our own cloud service, it's really designed more around resource pools than individual VMs, mm-hmm. like doing uh, Amazon Web Services or Microsoft Azure is. Um, the other thing which uh, we think is attractive for our customers is uh, – the support infrastructure for it and our help desk and our managed services um, is right in the room next door to where we're recording right. this. All proximate. So That's it's right. all you know, right here in western Pennsylvania. Uh, we do not offshore it. We have staff here 24 by 7 awesome. by 365. Go to alllinestech.com to learn more about that. That's correct. I love it, man. Thanks for stopping by, Alan. Thank Appreciate you. it. Great, great stuff. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio. I swear, great, great stuff. This is great Jonathan Kirsting. And Audrey Russo. From the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. And thanks again to All Lines for uh, having us host our show here tonight. Hey, everybody. Thanks for keeping Dial tuned here to Tech Vibe Radio. 
And uh, I've been, you know, doing so much work outside the studio. I get to have way too much fun bringing you some of the best segments of great things happening here in Pittsburgh. And today, I'm at the demo day for the Blast Furnace at the University of Pittsburgh. And so it, good old Pitt is really turning up the heat in the Blast Furnace, just in general, when it comes to inspiring entrepreneurship, inspiring just people starting companies. And I'm talking to Greg Katikia, who is no stranger to starting companies and growing companies. He's kind of the man on the scene with the Blast Furnace. So, Greg, and also, you're no stranger to Tech Vibe Radio. I am not. We, we love having you on the show because you bring such a positive energy. And really, you're like that little, that little sparkle of what's happening here in Pittsburgh that, that, that's so good. So thanks for taking the time. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to cover us here at Pitt. And I like that uh, uh, the heat metaphor for the last one. It's very I'm telling you, man. We try to find those all the time. <laughs> it's not too hard to do here in Pittsburgh, man. That's why I love that term. I love the blast furnace, man. I mean, something's going on. It so is. it's demo day. What's going on here demo today? demo day. It is really exciting. This is cohort number five, which is hard to believe. This came as just a simple idea less than three years ago, two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. of us saying, hey, we need to better prepare students, whether they're undergraduates through PhDs across all of our uh, parts of the university, all 16 different schools. Right. How do we make them better prepared to leave the university and create companies, right. truly go from idea to startup, not just do great job at pitching, not just do a great job at, you know, building a business model yeah, canvas or whatever. Just knowing the really whole thing. making it happen. Right? Absolutely. And um, so that was the genesis of the idea. And uh, now here we are, uh, about to embark uh, on our fifth demo day. We do these twice a year. So we do one in the summer, uh, usually in June, and one right before Christmas. So we have two cohorts a year. Uh, so if you miss this one, come back around the holidays. Six months yeah. later, something else is coming out. Something else is coming out. But they've been increasing in size. Like this one has 21 teams, right? 21 teams. Which so obviously amazing. this is catching on. The it students is. are digging this. It is. It is. And so we've, uh, we've uh, helped uh, close to uh, 300 students. 80 different teams, and of those, 26 have actually formed their companies, gone out, gone out to local accelerators like Alpha Lab or Off Light mm-hmm. Gear or Ascender or Idea Foundry or whatever. For sure, for some sure. of them have gone national. Uh, some of them have uh, just actually started their businesses and got customers to pay for things. That's always a good thing. That's what it's right? all about. Right? And, and <laughs> Heck companies yeah. going. Absolutely. Uh, and what's really cool is so we've done four demo days uh, up till now. Uh, and three of the winners have been uh, feted by uh, an organization called NSET2, uh, and they've been named Best University Startups. So three of our four Demo Day winners. So tonight, tonight we're looking for number four. We want to get number four. Best you got it. You, you have a track record going, so I'm thinking that's going to happen. So that is very, very exciting. It's exciting. I mean, tell me about what it's been like watching... A, this grow and seeing how students have been latching onto this and, and saying, this is what I want to do with my life. I mean, that's going to make you feel pretty good. It does. It really is very rewarding. So uh, I'm a veteran, as you know, serial entrepreneur, done over a dozen startups, and uh, I came to Pitt because not only is my alma mater, but I wanted a chance to give back and hopefully share. But it wasn't. It's not the. Uh, it's not the great Katikia show. This is really 
um, this this is really tremendous because of so many people in this community. And whether they're pit grads or not pit grads, giving back. They show up here tonight. You'll see some great people as judges from Innovation Works and from the school itself and all kinds of volunteers. But we have close to 50 mentors and we have uh, different speakers and, and, and that come in every week to talk to both our Blast Furnace fellows, which I'll tell you about, as well as our Blast Furnace teams. So, I mean, you know, really uh, close to 100 different people are volunteering their time to help make a difference, uh, to help grow people and understand entrepreneurship and what it means to start up. And I always say, Jonathan, if you go forward and you do this startup, that's fantastic. Good luck. You know, if you win, you win. If you fail, you fail. All good stuff. But even if you don't do that startup, if you go to work more traditional, you go to a BNY Mellon or Alcoa or somewhere else, you are going to learn so much what it takes to help cooperate and coordinate with other people, understand their perspectives, what it takes to really commercialize a product. Those are skills that will serve you the rest of your life. You're creating a whole new mindset for folks. And like you said, that can work either if you're starting your own company or if you're taking that to a larger company to have that whole, just having a creative mindset, a business mindset. Right. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. That's why I'm really excited to talk to some of the uh, some of, some of the, the companies tonight oh, and, and, just, and just get a little sample as to what these folks are up to so and what out, they're kind of getting out of it. Out of these 21, we have some amazing different groups. So we've got everything from uh, a group that is crowdsourcing cybersecurity uh, and helping the, it started with a project in the federal government through an engineering class that they got started with. Um, we have uh, uh, buyer-initiated home buying. So if you've seen things like Trulia and, uh, and Zillow, well, get ready for the next generation. These people are going to actually help uh, set you up even before um, we have uh, folks that are dealing with uh, interactions of drugs, which is a big problem today. So, you know, simple things like uh, you had a few too many drinks and you threw a few Tylenol back, maybe not the best thing, right? And maybe your pharmacist didn't have time to tell you about that. Wouldn't you like to know that beforehand, right? So all kinds of, you know, everything from software to hardware um, and people that have participated not only in the blast furnace. One of the great things that's going on in the pit ecosystem is we have a number of student programs that are really helping uh, build the muscle of, of students that are here. So they're participating in not only Blast Furnace, but Randall Family Big Idea and our, our student startup weekends and, and things along those lines. So it really helps educate them no matter where they are in their life cycle or what their interest is. I love it. Let's get on to it right now. Let's find some companies. I want to talk to some folks and see what's going on here. I want to hear from, the, from it themselves. Okay. Greg, thanks for taking the time. If people want to learn more about the Blast Furnace, where can they go? Okay, so you can go to the Innovation Institute website, which is at the University of Pittsburgh. If you want to see tonight's cohorts, you can go to www.pitblastfurnace.com. So we're talking to the uh, starters of our door here at the demo day for the Blast Furnace. So guys, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. So Jim, let's start with you. What is our door? Our door is a a peer-to-peer network for real estate where homeowners and sellers match up. So if you identify a home that you would like to buy, you let the homeowner know that via the Ardor tool. So basically, um, if you're a homeowner, you have your home up there so they can actually contact you? It's actually, it's for homes that are not on the market. So if I, it's really seller, it's, it's buyer-based. And a buyer identifies a home that they are interested in, even though the home is not on the market, that, that, that's, that home buyer could identify that and tag that home. And the tool would then let the homeowner know that the buyer is interested. Very interesting. What was the inspiration behind this? I'm, I'm assuming you were trying to buy a house somewhere. Oh, our story is 
I'm going to be an empty nester soon, and I'm looking for a house to downsize into. So I was out running one day and saw a perfect house in a neighborhood that I occasionally run through. So I was thinking, how can I let that homeowner know that I'm interested in their house before their house ever goes on the market? And that was the inspiration for our door. I love it. So, Marty, tell us about your. Tell us what it was like going through the blast furnace to, to build this up to a company. Yeah, so the blast furnace was extremely helpful. We go into it basically as a fetus company, not really knowing anything that we're supposed to do. Um, the blast furnace guides us through an eight-week eight program. Um, there's two sessions a week where they talk us through customer archetypes, markets, um, basically anything you need to know in terms of creating a startup. So it's been extremely helpful for us. So lots of people trolling around here before the demo day at Blast Furnace. We're talking to Solinius. You guys are looking like you're pretty kind of cool, calm, and collected right now before the uh, the big demo happens. So tell us about Solinius. Nick, tell us, what, what, what's the company all about? Yeah, we do uh, modular, scalable solar power for homes without access to electricity. That's what I'm talking about. This is a huge thing. So, so where did this idea come from? Sure. This actually came from a roommate I had a couple semesters ago. We were talking about his family um, who were developing a 30-acre solar farm in India. Um, after he was asking me a lot of these engineering questions, I delved really deep into the subsidies and this and that um, about the Indian market, and it took off from there. Very, very cool. And the idea, obviously, that, I mean, how much of the world does not have access to electricity and being able to provide that in a very, very scalable, small unit? How cool is that? It's amazing. Um, so there's actually 1.2 billion people without access to electricity. Uh, we're focusing on the sub-Saharan market as well as India, which encompasses about 500, 600 million people alone. Um, it is a $17.5 billion industry just for rural um, individuals. That's quite the market. How exciting. I mean, this is why I love coming to these things because we get to people working on some really hard problems and putting solutions to it. So real quickly, what was it like going through the blasphemies? What did you learn and, and how are you using that to kind of move forward? Uh, Blast Furnace was great for just making sure that we were absolutely doing the right thing. They kept on questioning everything we were doing and making sure we were targeting the right customers, building something that people would actually want. So you feeling pretty pumped to get up there and give your pitch tonight? Oh, heck yeah. So this is actually the fourth or fifth pitch we did, uh, we've done. Um, we were in Randall twice, actually. Um, and then we went. We were selected by uh, Pitt to go down to the ACC Inventure Competition, where we represented Pitt. Um, and now today... Congratulations and good luck. If people want to learn more about Selenius, where can they go and, and, and learn it out? Selenius.com. we got the entire crew from Orb in front of me at the demo day here at the Blast Furnace. So, guys, you're looking pretty good. Looking like you're ready to present. Maybe win a competition or two here as far as that goes. So tell us, Lauren, what's Orb all about? So Orb is a platform that we developed, and it's meant to expedite and improve the selection process for the national residency matching here in the U.S. Very cool. So, Nathan, where did this idea come from? Uh, Lauren thought of it all uh, herself. She's uh, studying here at Pitt. Uh, she came up with the idea here just for Blast Furnace, and uh, I believe it's just a great idea, and I, I'm go, going all along with it. Like, i got to be part of this, right? So, so, Eric, what brought you into this whole fray? I mean, you've got to be a busy guy and just say, I'm going to spend a lot of time trying to build a company while going through school. What's up with that? Actually, I already graduated school. Oh, so that's why you got the time. <laughs> I've actually known Lauren since high school. So, Lauren and I have been friends for a very long time, and she brought this idea to me. And being I just graduated with my MBA in finance, I figured why not put my finance skills and help out. That sounds awesome. So what are some of the key things you learned along the way to go through this process and, and kind of shape this company? So more or less what we originally thought we didn't really know, but we had great, great uh, mentors to help us along the way and help shape our idea in order to become what it is today. 
I love it. And so, Lauren, what are, what are the next steps? I mean, you're at this point now where it's demo day, and now you're going to be kind of out there taking this to the next steps. What, what's up? So essentially what we're trying to do with our company is really start as a small business and bootstrap it. Um, we plan to finish development within the next year and test pilot around the region um, with some of the hospitals that we have here and hopefully start building from there. Fantastic stuff. Congratulations and good luck with the rest of the evening. This is Jonathan Kirsting with Tech Vibe Radio. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.